Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. And we are officially on season three. Oh my goodness. Believe me when I tell you this, mi gente, I had no idea that I'd have this podcast for so long. So when I started Cafecito con Estrellita, it was back in May 2020, the midst of the pandemic, you know? But I always envisioned myself being a podcast host back in 2019 when the idea struck and all that good stuff. However, never did I think that I would be this far in it. And I just have to say, I appreciate you so much, mi gente, because without your listening ears, without your dedication to just not the social media platforms, but this podcast itself, and just being open to listening to my stories and other stories when I bring interviewees on or research, whatever I may do, if it wasn't for all of you, we wouldn't be here with 3,000 downloads, season three, and all that good stuff. And believe it or not, I've missed all of you so much. Like, I know I can't hear you, but that's why having social media is so important to me, especially as a podcast host, because when I'm recording these episodes and uploading them, it's me talking. However, I can receive your feedbacks through the reviews, the ratings, engaging comments and posts, and... I just really care for you all so, so much. Now, usually I have my Latinx facts or just facts that I like to share with you on every solo episode and whatnot, but because this is the first episode of season three, I just want it to be more casual than it normally is. So starting off, in case you don't know me, hi, I'm Estrella. I'm 26 years old. I'm a grad student, but I'm also a podcast host. And well, as you know, because you're listening to my podcast now... And I myself am a first-generation Latina. So growing up in a Latinx household, I definitely have gone through and still go through the academic and social stigmas that try to limit us as first-gen and what we can even accomplish in this country, which is why for me, these conversations, whether it's solo or interview episodes, are so crucial because being first-gen is so much deeper so much deeper than most of us can even imagine. And that's why this podcast just means so much to me, especially because I know so many of my first-gen gente, if you're not in grad school or undergrad, you're most likely trying to find your way through entrepreneurship, trying to make it through your 20s, and you're probably just like doing different things than what your parents are doing. So you feel like, ah, my head is going to explode. So creating this safe space for me, first-gen gente students is very important to me because I want you to feel supported. I want you to know that not only do I empathize with you, but I also relate to you. And I'm just hoping these conversations keep you feeling empowered in here. Because first gen, we're paving the way, whether that's with our graduate degrees, undergrad degrees, or even getting our degrees while starting a business. Now, let's talk a little bit about spring semester coming up, or maybe your spring quarter has already started. Well, I want to talk about the whole Zoom fatigue and whatnot. I definitely experienced it during my first semester of program in this past summer. And what really helped power me through just sitting in those long Zoom lectures and just trying to take notes and whatnot, well, first and foremost, I do recommend that if you can, try and take notes, even if it's on a Google Doc or even it's if it's on a notebook, 
And the reason why I say that is because then that way you'll feel a little more engaged than usual. And I say that because I know distance learning, trust me, I've been there. You don't feel as engaged with the entire class because you're learning on the screen. And no matter how hard some of our professors may try to keep everything as interactive as it can be, it can sometimes not feel that way. So I recommend, even if it's just some notes, and I know most professors record their lectures, just consider taking some notes as you're listening. Secondly, please, please, as small as it may be, while you're sitting in your Zoom classes, whether you're a grad student or an undergrad student, please have water during your entire lecture. And I say that because I don't know about you, but I know it goes back to looking at a screen all day or for a majority of the day. Your neurons start to feel exhausted. Your eyes start to feel a little droopy. And your mind, body, it'll thank you later as you continue to drink water while listening to those lectures. So please keep hydration around you at all times, not just caffeine, okay? And trust me, I'm a huge coffee addict. I mean, my podcast is called Cafecito con Estrellita, but once these Zoom courses started, I limit, I limited my coffee because I knew just keeping myself hydrated and continuing to put good things in me would power me to be a lot stronger and stronger as a student overall. The next thing I definitely want to share with you, Mejente, is snacking. So believe me when I say this, I strongly believe that snacking during or even during your breaks of your Zoom lectures is so crucial. Now, sometimes you may be in a rush to get to class because, you know, even though it's online, we still have so many other things that go on in our personal life that may cause us to be a little late. And honestly, what always worked out for me is, well, one, I still use almond milk. Sometimes I do use oat milk, but the majority of it's almond milk. So what I do is every day I'll have my mason jar and then I'll fill it up with almond milk. And I put two scoops of my favorite protein powder called Organic Orgain. It's like a vegan protein powder. I'm not vegan, but I do I do enjoy the taste. And I definitely feel more energized internally and externally when I'm using that protein powder. So I'll put in two scoops into my almond milk, shake it, and then I literally just like sip it as I'm sitting through my classes and whatnot. And I just feel so much different when sitting. Now... If I want to kick it up a notch, I also put in two scoops of this green powder. It's called the Superfoods Green Powder. It's super good. You can get it at Walmart. I believe it's like $20 as well. And I put it in with my organic organ protein powder, mix in the mason jar, and boom, I have that nutritious snack that literally only took two seconds to make. It has all, it has the veggies and the vegan type of protein powder. So definitely check that out if you're a student that's just sitting through super long Zoom lectures. And lastly, I feel like it's kind of a placebo effect, but it does make me feel better. Consider investing into blue light lenses, or is it blue? I can't remember the exact name, but I know you know what I'm talking about. I actually have a pair from Amazon that cost me $6. And I again, I don't know if it's a placebo effect or not, but I do feel like my eyes don't get as tired in comparison to when I don't wear them. And lastly, mi gente, all right, so 
even if you do do all these suggestions that I recommend to you and you do other things that empower you as a person overall, student, that's awesome. I love that. But the one thing I really, really want to make sure that all of you do, mi gente, and I, I mean it, I want to make sure you all do, please give yourself morning self-affirmations. And my favorite time to do all of that is literally when I wake up and I'm brushing my teeth, brushing my hair, because I'm literally looking at myself in my bathroom mirror and I'm telling myself, oof, you that bitch. You're going to do everything you can to not only get your assignments done, but make that bread at work. You have the drive, the passion to get it all done. You got this because there's only one estrellita. And trust me, mi gente, if I'm telling myself those things every morning so then I could feel like I can take on my day, I want to make sure that you can do that for yourself too because it is so important to be your own cheerleader, especially for me first-gen gente when I know for a fact the majority of us growing up, we did not always or necessarily receive the emotional support and the the type of self-affirmations or parental affirmations, I guess. An example I can give is such as, Ay, ama, I'm just feeling so sad and unmotivated. Mija, you're not feeling sad or unmotivated. Just just go pick up your room and you're going to feel better. <laughs> if you've heard something like that growing up or something similar I feel you. And it's not because our parents didn't care. Obviously, they care and love for us so much. It's just based on the experiences that they went through and the way they were raised, emotional support wasn't such a huge thing. They were in their survival mode. Like all they thought was survival, survival, survival. So then even when our parents did migrate to the United States in a new country with a new language and all that, they still kept that survival mode in place, which is why us as first gen not only have felt the challenges of feeling misunderstood in our households because our guardians didn't go through the experiences at us, and then also feeling misunderstood in academia because we're the first ones paving the way, it is so much, so much that just falls on our shoulders which is why I urge you self-affirmations each morning. You can do it. And when you keep doing it every day, you'll start to believe it. And once you believe it, everything around you will just feel so much more different, you know? And the reason why I bring up this conversation is, well, one, obviously, we we appreciate all the sacrifices our parents or guardians did for us to be in the position that we are in. It's just sometimes it's hard because we would like them to be able to express themselves emotionally and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I just want you to remember that they care and they appreciate you. And they try in their own way, just like how you're trying with paving the way. All right, Mijenta, so let's switch the conversation a little bit, but it's still going to bring back our awesome Latinx representation. So, Mijenta, I know many of us were very familiar with what happened on January 6th at the Capitol. Oh, my goodness. Like, when I saw that entire thing on the news, well, first and foremost, I didn't see it right when it happened. 
because I was, what was I doing that day? Well, that day I woke up and I was just taking care of some responsibilities I need to get done. And then my mom, she actually was calling me over like, Estrella, look what's happening at the Capitol. I was like, wait, what? But because at this point we've had so much go on during Trump's presidency and his election, I was kind of like, wait, like kind of numb. So when I was hearing like, come look, come look, I was like, uh, with my numb feeling, I'm, I'm going to check it out in a little bit. Let me just get these things done. So then a couple hours go by and then I turn on the TV, I'm watching the entire thing, seeing the Trump supporters literally climbing the wall, breaking into the Capitol, making a ruckus. And then I went on TikTok because I just, I wanted to also see from like other people's perspective. And also let's be honest, TikTok is pretty entertaining and informative if you're following the right pages. Anyways, so I just couldn't believe my eyes because, well, first of all, it was unbelievable to see that no real consequences were happening to these people that were acting in white supremacy because that's what it was. There was no action in comparison to what had happened during the Black Lives Matter movements. And I was just, as I shared before, I was numb, speechless. And the reason why I felt that way is because so much had happened in our country with the idiotcy that came with Trump's presidency. And yes, I use that word. And then I got angry. I got so infuriated. I literally had a fire inside my alma. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. And then I just wanted to like, there was a moment where I wanted to turn into a Karen and just say a bunch of mean things on social media. But then I took a step back and I was like, okay, Estrella, no, like we're we're better than this. We're more educated than this, than those Karens that just throw away all these, oh my goodness. So what, what instead I did is, well, one, once I was feeling all that fire, I removed myself from like the TV, from social media and everything. And I just started to reflect back on everything of what it means to be a first gen, reflecting back on everything that has happened during 2020 with the Black Lives Matter, everything that had happened during Trump's presidency, And even though I was annoyed and frustrated, I just want to change what brought me back to center, mi gente, and what moved my fire into my right direction for me and the idea of our people, mi gente, was just thinking, you know, Estrella, these types of people, these types of individuals that just have these mindsets, like Trump supporters, I don't know how else to say it, to call it, they don't want people of color, our minority groups, whether you're Latinx, Black, etc., they don't want us to succeed. They don't want us to stay educated. So if you were feeling angry and you felt like you just wanted to do more after everything you saw at the Capitol, I just want you to keep on educating yourself, whether it's continuing on with undergrad to go to grad school, whether it's to get into the type of government work, whether it's to start a small business that'll eventually keep growing and growing. And the more we keep doing that, the more those Trump supporters are going to get so upset because we are excelling in a way they never wanted us to. So remember that, mi gente, the next time you just feel that fire 
when you think about what happened during the Capitol or any other events that just were completely unfair, unjustified due to white supremacy and just Trump supporters in general, I just want you to step back and and reflect, okay, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep educating myself, whether it's school or not. There's going to be more multimillionaires that are Latinx individuals. We will get there. We just got to keep moving forward and just remember that. And lastly, well, so after the whole thing happened at the Capitol, a couple of days after me and a, a couple other of my colegas in higher ed, we came together and hosted a community conversations Zoom event for any, any individuals that wanted to come and just feel like their voices were being heard so they could share whether they were feeling numb whether they were feeling they didn't know what to feel or maybe they were feeling angry because of everything that happened at the Capitol. And we had also brainstormed other solutions where sometimes if you felt like, but I want to do more, like educating myself just isn't enough. We also were talking about how we could donate to organizations or nonprofits that support Black Lives Matter movements, that support immigration reform. Because when you donate to places like that, you are supporting and helping fund people who specialize, who dedicate so much time of their career life into helping uplift those individuals. So I think that is another solid action to take because I, I understand so many of you, there's only so many prayers and and uplifting conversations we could have. We want more action. And well, like I'm sharing with you, continuing to educate ourselves, continuing to make those goals, and also just donating to nonprofits and orgs that support what you want to support is one of the best actions that you can do in situations like this. Not necessarily go blow off like some Karens we've seen on social media. No, we don't want to do that. All right, Mijenta, now, uh, there's just something I've just been wanting to talk about with someone, so I am I feel like you would all appreciate it or just really get, get into it with me. Okay, so how many of you have heard Olivia Rodrigo's new song, Driver's License? Okay, so, I mean, I haven't had it on on repeat like, you know, some of their individuals may have. I'm surprised I haven't because it's a very touchy song. But I just feel like right now my mindset isn't like in that place. But oh my gosh, the entire world is playing it. And she is someone that literally, she got her heart completely broken by a male who chose another female over her, which I mean, it happens, life happens. But oh my goodness, mujeres, when mujeres join together to support a mujer who has had a ginormous heartbreak, whether it's romantic or whatever kind of heartbreak you can have. Oh my goodness, mujeres, we are the greatest support group. We literally, literally all of us together have pushed up a young girl who was hurt because we had all been in those similar situations with a heart being broken where she's number one on the charts. And she's probably feeling like she probably felt like she made a difference for so many people too because people were able to relate and grieve whatever they had been feeling because of her song. And then I wonder, wow, I wonder how the blonde girl that's mentioned, 
I wonder how she's taking it. Because it's kind of like, she just wanted to date this this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least based on what I know, because I didn't investigate the whole drama. If you want me to, I can. But I just didn't yet. But it's so crazy because <laughs> this girl, she literally just, the blonde girl, she just wanted to date this guy. But little did she know that she was dating a guy who literally completely tore the heart of a young girl who got the entire world to, I guess, be on her side and support her heartbreak. <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I would have loved as a younger Estrellita at the time, now I'm good, but at the time, as a younger, younger Estrellita, high school years, I would have loved to have a giant support from a bunch of mujeres to help me feel more empowered after heartbreak. Oh my goodness. But I thought that was awesome. Now, not only Olivia, but Selena Gomez. Oh my goodness. So we all know, well, first of all, I am a huge Selena Gomez fan. And let me say this. And the reason why I love her so much, I admire her, where even on my vision board, I literally have, what would Selena Gomez do as my go-to? Okay, what should I do in this situation? And the reason why I have that, Mijenta, is because if you watch her interviews, if you actually listen to a lot of the lyrics of her heart-touching songs, she is such a motivating and warm woman. Like, tell me, what other artist that creates music, well, actually tell me, I would love to know, but what other artist that creates music uses her time, her recognition that she's gained as an actress and as musician, whatever, she uses all of that to uplift communities, such as when she created, not created, but like he played a huge role in the production of the undocumented series on Netflix that I cried after the first episode. It was just so heartbreaking to see. I mean, I always knew the stories of what our gente, undocumented gente go through or can even go through. I know, but just seeing that the way it was produced and knowing she played a role in that. And then the other thing is she created 13 Reasons Why, which... I know, obviously, there's drama in it and whatnot to like keep the audience super engaged, but also it really brings out awareness of suicide and how important it is to hear our young teens to really put an importance in mental health therapy, reaching out for help, because if we don't, well, that's where we may find ourselves in sticky situations. And then lastly, she came out with a makeup line this year, all right, called Rare Beauty. If you go online and look at her statements, she legit created this brand to bring mental health awareness because she wants all women to feel beautiful because we're all so beautiful. Makeup is just the fun enhancement that we like to, you know, dig into. And you read her whole mission statement, you see that she took two years before launching the products. And when you use the products, well, I haven't purchased them yet just because ugh, adult adult life's kind of expensive when you're a grad student too. But anyways, I haven't purchased them, but I've seen a lot of videos, a lot of tutorials. And oh my goodness, it is just simply beautiful. Like it's not so much, it's such a, it's such a subtle brand and you could, and the packaging is just, ah, uh, it's beautiful. So where I'm going with all this, Mijente, where I'm going with all this 
is we have women like Selena Gomez, Olivia Rodriguez. They are so powerful because not only did they work through their heartbreak or whatever heartbreaks they may have had in the past, they worked through all it. And we could see it based on the results of the action, such as this trending song and such as all the the differences that Selena Gomez has made. Even now during a pandemic, because she's she's even played a role, she's played a role in many different virtual events that talk to Latina women too. I know she was she did a conversation panel with She Se Puede. It's an awesome Instagram page you should definitely check out. She Se Puede. But anyways, when women, and that's what I, okay, I don't know how else to say this, but I guess where I'm going with all this is is if you're a mujer and you're going through a really hard time, whether it's a heartbreak, whether it's because you're feeling misunderstood, whether it's because you feel like you you can't necessarily find your purpose at that time, or you're just feeling super frustrated because we're still in a pandemic with COVID being crazy and whatnot. If you're feeling all those heaviness, I just want you to think of the women I just mentioned and how they got all the, like, everything that ever hurt them, they used to empower them, and their actions really show it because everything they've produced or let out. And if you want more of a real-life example, mi gente... So before I started Cafecito con Estrellita, I, I, I got off of social media for six, for six months before launching Cafecito because I was working on myself. And I was working on myself because one, I had just gone through a heartbreak because I broke off my romantic relationship with a person I was, that was part of my life for like a decade. And then shortly after... My tío, he ended up losing his life at work. It was an accident, but we all know how that goes or can imagine how it goes. And then I dropped out of grad school. And the reason for me dropping out of grad school is so that I can come move up to the county I'm living in up here in California to help support mi tía, mi mi familia, because of all the emotional and financial consequences that occurred after my uncle losing his life. So believe me when I tell you, I I grieved, I still grieve till this day. But once I, I made the move up here, and even though I knew it was important to let my emotions be felt, and I cried, did what I had to do, met people, you know, all that stuff, I sat myself down like, okay, Estrella, it's important to grieve. It's important to let your emotions feel heard and felt. But what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it, mija? And I would tell myself that. So then I found myself journaling. And then once I found myself journaling, I started doing research because I knew I still wanted to get my doctorate degree. And just because I dropped out of a a previous program did not mean I wouldn't get in again at a different university. I ended up getting in, applying to this new university that I'm still at right now. And in doing that, that's when Cafecito con Estrellita podcast 
was born. And this podcast and all of you mean so much to me because when I reflect back on my breakup, because trust me when I tell you this, I never thought in a million years I would not marry that person. I always had this vision where me and this person would be married and then I'd still be continuing on in grad school because I had other professors that did similar routes where they got married, but they were them and their wife were still like in grad school. They just took turns. I envisioned that, but that didn't happen. And then I, I would ask myself, but why? Why did our relationship break? Da-da-da-da. Do you know, just like any muhead, any muhead. And then I thought to myself, well, number one, lack of communication was one. Lack of boundaries on both parties, not even just as a romantic partner, a lack of boundaries, but also lack of boundaries as people overall, like, and also just lack of self-love. And then when I realized all that, I thought to myself, but I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad or surprised when looking back and realizing that those three things were our biggest, biggest challenges that led to us falling apart. And then I would ask myself, but why, why was it a lack of boundaries? Why was it a a lack of communication? Why was it a lack of self-love? I mean, we're always told and we see on TV, we see and hear in music, music videos, that those are crucial concepts. However, it's one thing to know something, but it's a whole other ball game to just not know it, but to comprehend it and apply it to your actions, especially, especially if you were never raised to understand what those things are. And let me give it to you like this. I'm first-gen Latina. My ex-person was also first-gen Latino. And we were never raised with boundaries. We were never raised with self-love. We were never raised to share our feelings. We just push them to the side. But that's not our parents' fault because they were just doing the best they could when coming to a new country, not understanding the language and having to learn that while raising a family in most likely their early 20s or teens. It's a lot. It's so much. Which is why being first gen is so inspiring and remarkable because you, you're in this country and not only are you navigating the academic system, but you're also navigating how to understand yourself as a person and your emotional needs, what emotions are with a lack of parental guidance. But again, it's not our parents' fault because they didn't know any better. They really didn't. It was just survival mode. And what can I do to make sure que mi familia tiene su casa y comida? So that's why I tell you, just know that your parents love and admire you because they were only doing the best that they could. And then also reflect back if you're, if you're having trouble, just like lack of communication, lack of self-love, lack of anything that I had just mentioned, it's most likely because as first gen Latinx, we were never taught those in the household. The majority of us weren't. So don't give yourself a hard time about it. You just didn't know, and that's okay. The important thing is that you are now aware of it, 
and you can grow from it. Because again, it goes back to you may know, but comprehending it is such a different ball game. So that's why these conversations that I have with you, Miente, where I talk about the path of education, but I also talk about the first gen experience and just twist it all back together is truly a passion of mine because I understand how how the social and even academic stigmas that come with being first gen affected my romantic relationship where we fell apart and broke up. And that's what I mean about reflecting back and then taking action. I, felt, I reflected back on all my pain, reflected back how, how can I come back stronger after all this grief. I reflected back, but the action I wanted to do about it is like, okay, I know all this happened because of this, because I am first gen, and not just like in a romantic relationship, but like how even a lack of boundaries can hurt you as a student, how a lack of self-love can hurt you as a new employer at the workplace, all because it goes back to us being first gen and not having what others who aren't first gen may have. So this is the action that I am doing after grieving my emotions, continuing on this podcast and continue building this community I have of me first gen gente. And I just want to thank you all so much. And mi gente, before we go, you know I can't log off without sharing the quote of the day. So let me go ahead and I'm going to read it to you. I cannot give all the refugees food, tea, or money, but I can let their voices be heard and recognized. I can give them a platform to be acknowledged to testify that they are human beings. Now, I wish I could give you the author's name, but it's actually an unknown quote. But yes, that's definitely all that. I loved having this conversation with all of you. Please stay tuned for later on this week as I upload our interview episode. And please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Cafecito con Estrellita on any platform that you use to listen to your podcast and I'll talk to you soon. Cuídase.